From Stucker.io, this is Renegade Investors, the show that rebels against the conventional wisdom of investing. We are Hoda and Arash, your hosts and the co-founders of Stockard. The conversation in this show is not investment advice. The hosts and their guests may or may not have invested in the companies we discuss. Don't make investment decisions solely based on what you hear on this show. Hello, podcast listeners. Welcome to this episode of Renegade Investors. I'm your host, Hora, co-founder and CEO of Stockard. Usually I have my co-pilot Arash with me, but not today. Boo, I know, I know. Don't you worry. Next episode, I'll promise Arash will be back in the studio. Today's the day after the Halloween, and I've put together a Halloween-y, spooky episode of Renegade Investors for you. I've invited a guest to help me tell a dark story. A dark story of investing using apps such as Robinhood that allow you to invest or trade in the stock market without paying any commission. Robinhood, the startup that wants to remove Wall Street's toll booth with free investing for all. Robinhood app is a commission-free, user-friendly, millennials-loving investment app. Here's what one of the co-founders of the company had to say in an interview with Jimmy Kramer on CNBC back in 2016. The, the point of the app is to be very easy to use. So you can sign up just from your mobile device. Um, and we're the fastest growing brokerage of all time. We announced a few weeks ago that we just crossed uh, a million users on the platform. That's amazing. Um, so what's really appealed to people is the fact that, you know, using Robinhood is less like using a traditional financial product where you have paperwork, you have to wait. It's more similar to using a technology product like an Uber or an Instagram. Yeah, I think what's working in our, our favor is that people kind of understand that, you know, this is a technology driven business, right. you know, and the cost of sending an email is zero. And if you look at it, you know, that way, a stock trade, purely electronic transaction isn't very much different. It's just data streaming uh, on the wire. So the fact that you're paying 7 to $10 uh, seems preposterous. Since 2016, the company has grown its users a lot more than 1 million that you heard. They actually have more than 4 million, maybe right now, 5 million users that use their app on a day-to-day basis to invest or actually trade in the stock market without paying any commission. Free commission not only has won the hearts of users, but it has made the company a darling of Silicon Valley. Well, enough with Robinhood app for a while. Let's leave Robinhood on the side, and then we can get back to it soon. But now I want to talk about my guest, Jeffrey. Jeffrey is a 39-year-old lawyer from Chicago, He's also one of the moderators of our Intelligent Stock Market Investors Facebook group, and that's how I got to know him. I am in my mid to late 30s, otherwise known as 39. I'm a lawyer in the Chicago area, somewhat of a recent new fan, and have taken up the hobby of of investing. It's been a fun fun ride, but it's been a choppy one. Jeffrey is a diehard hockey fan, and like all good Chicagoans, he loves the sports teams of his hometown. 
He also loves picking up new hobbies. He picked up fantasy hockey in the past and he loved it. He was always an investor. He's been investing through his 401k accounts or retirement plans for many, many years since his early 20s. Investments were mostly focused on ETFs and index funds. Until about a year ago, something triggered him to switch gear from fantasy football to stock market investing as a hobby. Something triggered Jeffrey to start trading. I guess it was around eight or nine months ago that I spoke to a friend and he was telling me about a particular company and a particular stock that he was invested with. And then uh, this one light bulb sort of went off uh, as an idea once he mentioned that you do realize that now in this current um, day and age that you can do this trading or investing commission-free. When he first started, like most people who are brought into the world of the stock market through the Robinhood app, he was fascinated by being able to rapidly buy and sell different shares without paying any commission. He was so excited about it. Being able to trade and not bearing any cost was something he never assumed he can do. That I didn't know. Uh, that had always prevented me from getting involved in the past. I probably had, um, you know, uh, moments of interest of trying to do it in the past, but I always said, well, I don't, I don't want to, I don't really know what I'm doing, so I don't want to lose money on these commissions if I'm going to lose money on the trade. So I, I never did it before. And then he told me it was free. And I said, okay, well, that's all I need to get started. And there you have it. That was, uh, and I think that's been a trend now with the whole new quote unquote retail investor. And I guess that's, that encompasses me. At the beginning, everything was going very well. He did really well. Call it a beginner lock or whatnot, but things were going very well for him. He was making money. Trying to predict the stock market and the direction of the price was working out very well for Jeffrey. I guess it was just almost getting lucky. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know that you can't predict the future. The only thing you can do is limit your risk. And I happened to get somewhat lucky in, in a short-term trade. And it, it completely changed my uh, sense of confidence. It gave me this feeling like, oh, okay, if, if I can do that, I can do it again and good things are going to happen again. And it was almost this, it's like you win a small lottery and you just spend it all. You, you think that you're doing the right thing, but it was really just this, like this, this shot of carelessness. As most experienced investors know, the stock market does what it does best, fluctuates. A study done by Morgan Housel, a partner at Collaborative Fund and a former analyst at the Monthly Fool Show, has proven that the stock market always fluctuates. Based on his research and based on the data of the past 100 years' performance of the stock market, on average, the stock market goes down at least 10% every 11 months. So it should have been something very clear to an investor such as Jeffrey. He dismissed the nature of the stock market and jumped into trading with his two feet. And 
this is where Jeffrey went wrong. And this story starts getting dark and spooky. Let's see, it was during the, right when the baseball playoffs started in the major league, uh, where it, it the market on a daily basis for a whole week was, okay, it, it kind of slid about 15% that day, and then it slid another what have you, and it everybody kind of assumed, okay, well, this is a buying opportunity. Mm. And I think I continued to just increase my my uh, position size. Right. And then the next day it happened again, and I did the same thing. And then by the third day, it was sort of, oh, um, maybe mm-hmm. it, I'm not I'm not very experienced with this sort of uh, steep decline and these corrections. It's like you get a few lucky goals in the, in the hockey game, and you think, mm-hmm. oh well, it'll I'll do it again next game, and then you put your head down and you get rocked. Uh, I guess <laughs> that's kind of how I would anal- analogize it. It uh, was it was it, it had been very successful up until um, I guess timing is everything. Up until the the uh, what we call the correction, <laughs> it was a rude awakening. Indeed, it was a rude awakening. And that's the dark side of the Robin Hood app. Everybody is so excited about the free commission that they lose sight of what matters the most. Robin Hood app removed the last barrier that might make a new investor think about what he's getting himself into. Human brains works in this counterintuitive ways. Have you ever heard that if you want to increase the number of participants that go to your event, charge them a small fee? A small fee makes people to feel bad if they don't show up, even if they don't want to or they're tired or they're not interested anymore. Just for the fact that pay, they pay this small fee makes them feel bad and convince them to go and participate. Same goes with investing. When you don't pay, it is very likely that you become careless, especially if you're new to the stock market. Commission-free, what's not to like? This situation gets even more dire when a new investor gets a bit lucky and believes in his newfound skill. He thinks to himself, I did it the last time. It doesn't cost me anything. I can do it again. Here's Jeffrey again. There was... Um, and, and now I look back at it, and it was a a momentary lapse of of discipline and of patience, and it it was uh, the catalyst for this sort of um, what I wished I wouldn't have done was first doing very well on a on a short term um, investment on a short term swing that involved uh, the Tesla stock. Uh, which uh, I'm sure a lot of people have been uh, following closely, but I've done very well on a very short-term basis. And that gave me this sort of confidence to think, okay, well, I can take those profits and just sort of spread them into uh, different uh, NASDAQ stocks. Right. And this just sort of, coincided with horrible timing and I didn't just use those profits from the swing trade on the Tesla I also used other money on hand other mm-hmm. cash on hand and 
it was this uh, newfound uh, confidence that I felt, oh, well, I, I did well on that move. I think I'll just continue the trend and do and, and spread the wealth and just sort of sprinkle, sprinkle the money on a good uh, variety of NASDAQ stocks. And mm. uh, it was horrible timing. And that that resulted in a, in a good 30% decline. The story of the dark side of investing with Robinhood app is not like those horror stories after all. If you're like Jeffrey, you learn from your mistakes, correct your course of action, and start investing intelligently. Jokingly, I called Jeffrey a Robinhood baby investor, and we had a good laugh. Absolutely. However, just like a, a baby after those six to 18 months, the baby is ready for something different. Uh, so I'm, I'm onto a different platform. I would really compare it to getting into any sort of activity where you're kind of, you know, just enough to get yourself in a, in a lot of trouble. It's at the part where you, you just learn how to crawl, but you want to, to walk. And that, that kind of turned into entering and exiting positions on, you know, within a week or two, if, uh, if I had a strong conviction one way or another and increasing my position size and, and that's the recipe for disaster. Interestingly, this part of the conversation with Jeffrey reminded me of a similar chat I had with Nitin Patricia, one of our guests in previous episodes. He talked about how all successful investors will tell you that they made their worst investment mistakes when they went off strategy. If you haven't listened to that episode, you should give it a try. It's episode four, if I'm not mistaken. Back to Jeffrey and Jeffrey's dark story of investing using the Robinhood app, he and I talked about what he did after he lost a significant amount of money by drifting away from his strategy. Uh, it was definitely to return to what my strategy had been all along, where um, I had a certain uh, position size that I would use for trades or even just for investing, uh, where you use a very small percent of your total account to uh, enter a position. And it was also just taking a few days off and just kind of absorbing the that particular week. I think first off, um, I would separate my portfolio into sort of two categories, one being long-term investments and the other being uh, swing trades. I think my path forward with both of those is to really kind of uh, look back on what has you know, been successful um, over this sort of uh, this first year of being um, a more proactive investor and, and someone who's more um, hands-on. Uh, that, that takes a lot of kind of reflection on what did I do right here and what did I do wrong here and what is neither right or wrong? What is just simply the timing and that the market goes through different cycles and uh, to really kind of just take a step back, make sure I'm learning from the mistake of, of getting too excited and, and 
not following the discipline of of keeping my position size to mm-hmm. never spending more than you know five percent of my total the total value of my account on a single investment or trade or or what have you and because I did get away from that uh on on the mistake I made uh, before we entered this correction phase mm-hmm. and to also kind of be just be cautious uh I've I've kind of gotten that that sort of I made it to this event so to speak I've I've been at this event for eight months it's like okay I'm I'm here now it's and it's been a lot of fun. One thing I believe in is that if you don't enjoy the journey towards generating wealth and financial independence it would be very difficult and hard for you to keep up. All good investors have fun and enjoy the process researching, chatting with their like-minded fellow investors, or even arguing with not-so-like-minded investors. I love how Jeffrey finds entertainment in his research, even after experiencing that dark side of the stock market trading. Um, I, I'll tell you why it's still fun, because it, this this sort of uh, new generation of investors and this kind of integrating that with our social media world it's taken on this sort of new life of its own and it's now entered this sort of uh the social media kind of fa- uh this fury um almost this social media fever it, it, it has taken on and it, whether it's you're on stock twits for the entertainment value or to learn um that's very entertaining uh, I find it uh, really funny this sort of battle between the bulls and the bears. It's mm-hmm. it's to me it's it's comical, um, and then you you also get some really uh, wise and very experienced opinions on on that site, and I think uh, that's going to be a big catalyst to to bring in new investors. Um, and it's it's a kind of exciting. It's kind of entering a new new world, and you're seeing the big uh, the big houses having to follow suit, and they're now going the route of free commissions, and it's um, that's a big thing that that mm-hmm. had never happened before. With that happy note, I want to thank Jeffrey for sharing his story with us. It's always great to hear real stories from real investors, what they struggle with, and learn from them as we go. If you're curious whether we played the game of buy, sell, or hold with Jeffrey, I sure did. I never forget that. All game. right, so we're just gonna wrap it up, uh, Jeffrey, with one game. So it's this game I've learned uh, from Chris Hill, who is the host of the Multiple podcast. I don't know if you've listened to those podcasts before or not, but it's called Buy, Sell or Hold. So we don't necessarily talk about companies, but we can pick up some concepts or products out there or things like that. And then um, just without any research, like a game, we'll see whether if they were, if you were able to invest in that person or that concept or that product as if it was a, if, as if it was a um, stock would you buy sell or hold are you ready to play sure okay so jeffrey buy sell or hold elon musk 
Oh, by hundred percent. Oh wow! Tell me more. You you are you are one of the fans. I I'll tell you why.、Um, it's very simple. We want to encourage this sort of behavior of being a visionary and following through on your dreams in people. I don't know if we want to encourage this sort of behavior from a CEO and a chairman of of sort of kind of mocking the whole、um, director position, but、yeah. we as a culture want to encourage these people to come out of nowhere and change the world, and that. That alone, to me, is something I want to be a part of, and to, and to help. And、uh, it's fascinating to see what, of,、oh, um, not just him, but you know what this guy can do as a visionary, and it's it's rare, and、uh, you can see that a lot of people are out against him.、Um, And it's it's no doubt.、Uh, I'm I'm fascinated by everything he does.、Yeah. It's、uh, it's entertaining and it's、uh, it's it's incredible. Yeah. Even even if it is for the entertainment value of it, for sure it's a buy. It looks like it. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. One more.、Uh, so I don't know whether this product that I'm going to talk about and have achieved have reached. Your your side of the world, I guess. The um, but it, it's it's a crazy thing happening in California. Um, these electronic scooters. So buy, sell, or hold electronic scooters. Um,、uh, also buy one hundred percent. Even I'm with coming, Chicago's winter. I'll tell you、uh, my unique experience. Um, I actually had a, a treatable form of cancer. Uh. Five years ago, and I'm I'm healthy and very lucky, and thankful every day that、uh, of our our modern advances in in medicine, and the one after effect that I have from chemotherapy is a condition known as peripheral neuropathy.、Uh, it reduces and it kind of.、Uh, It's the easiest way to explain it to someone who doesn't know what it is. It's the feeling you get when your hands are freezing in a in in the cold weather months, and then you put them under kind of warm water. It's、oh. that uncomfortable tingling sensation,、uh, and it's kind of a weird and it's not a pleasurable feeling. But I get that daily. Uh, mm-hmm. Just by being on my feet too long, if I'm if I walk too far, if I walk、mm-hmm. more than a couple miles, or if I'm on my feet too long, and it's just a natural condition that I live with, and I kind of I like to think out of the box. And、uh, two or three years ago, I noticed all these little kids using these little kick scooters, toddlers, four year olds, ten year olds,、mm-hmm. and it just sort of dawned on me. Like, hey, maybe that would help save my feet for the day because my condition really only sets in by the end of the day. But by the end of the day, sometimes you want to do activities or you want to be on your feet. The condition took that away from me, so I wanted to get that back. 
and that we started out with a simple kick scooter. Then I moved up to a kind of an entry-level electronic scooter about two years ago. And then now I myself have had uh, what you guys have had for, I think, close to a year now. I also bought uh, the same scooter model that Bird uses. And that's a wrap for us. Talk to you next week. Thank you so much for taking the time. This is really cool. Yeah, glad, glad to be a part of it. Thank you for having me. Our website is stockcard.io. Stockcard is a cheat sheet for long-term stock market investors. Sign up and create a free account with one click. All right, folks, that's it for this episode of Renegade Investors. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast. If you had fun listening to us, give us a review. We read all of your reviews and comments. You may even get featured in the future episodes. I'm, I'm, I'm very familiar with the whole scooter wars and the, uh, the, just the situation across the nation. I'm very familiar with it. I have my finger on the pulse of what's going on in Chicago. It hasn't made a big splash here yet because I think, um, on a, uh, kind of an, the big picture is they really haven't paid the right people here. It's usually how it works. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Thank you.